Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. I'm Mike Ricksecker, author and ghostorian. With me is our chat shenanigator, Shauna. And tonight we're discussing, <clears throat> discussing ghost kids and child spirits. Shauna's had a lot of different experiences with uh, these types of spirits that really call out to her. And so we thought it would be a good time to talk about her experiences, kind of relate some of the different things that have happened on investigations we've gone to, buildings we've visited, things that have she's experienced in the past, cemeteries, you know, all kinds of different uh, experiences. So um, just real quick, if you are new to the channel, please go ahead and subscribe and click that little bell icon to get notifications about everything that we have going on. Plus, Shauna, we have hit our six thousand subscribers <laughs> it's a uh, pretty yes. pretty big deal <laughs> so i uh i want to thank everybody out there for all that you've done to of course one subscribe to us and watch us and join us in uh for these different uh broadcasts that we do or different videos that we produce we would not be able to do, do any of this without you guys so we definitely appreciate the support so we are doing a giveaway for that and just real quick i know i already talked about edge of the rabbit hole many of you are you know already tuned in but for those that missed it or just tuned in for this show or are watching the replay what we're going to be doing for the next week and i got this from uh the king of random <laughs> uh in that channel is a, a little bit different than what we've done before with just drawing the the name out of a hat so what we're doing here this is a uh sharing type of a uh, of a giveaway type of contest sort of thing and so what we're asking people to do is you know share out our different uh videos maybe it's a video a playlist the actual channel what have you post on any of your social media um and just you know gather up those shares and likes and you know whatever it is a heart what you know depending on the social media and then you know take a screenshot when you've got all that stuff uh you know piled up send it to us and whoever has the most we're doing shirt ghosty and book so it's a uh it's a trifecta it's a it's a pretty substantial giveaway so that's for hitting six thousand we are still gunning for 10,000 by my birthday, so <laughs> we hope to get there. Um, Diane Hilbert saying, I, did, I missed your name. Did I miss Diane Hilbert's name earlier? I may have. And if I did, I apologize, Dan. So, all right. Here we go. So, Shauna, child spirits, ghost kids, whatever you want to call them, they seem to really call out to you. What's the deal? Um, I've always kind of wondered that, you know, over the years, because, um, you know, I've interacted with adult spirits as well, but if there's a child, if there's energy within, you know, even if it's the room furthest away from me in a building, you know, I'll be able to feel them. Um, 
it's almost like maybe it's just because you know as a mother too maybe it's just the mom vibe Mm -hmm. going on Uh, because there's a lot of times um, in certain spots with certain ones after I had gotten to know them a little more and after I started to uh, recognize their energy and discern it from others um, where I noticed that whenever it hit me it's initially started feeling different you know than any of the others and where some of them is just you know coming out of the gate like a buzz or you know you can just tell there's energy in the room uh it kind of felt like um like butterflies or like a little um like spasm almost you know in in the stomach area so um and, and my own kids you know um, growing up and still, you know, do sometimes when I see it, it's like, oh, there's my kid. You know, <laughs> if I see him in the room or see him across a crowded room or if I see him, you know, um, because I love my kids. So, right. um, you know, it's a, you know, similar kind of feeling. So, but, but different. Um, we have a question right off the bat from Judy Wilson. We are going to get into some specific cases because I've, grabbed a bunch of uh, uh, screenshots and whatnot from some of our investigations and other things. So, But from Judy Wilson, do kids ever ask you for help? And if so, what can you do for them? You know, I've never really had any come, you know, out where I picked up on a help me vibe, like I'm in trouble, I don't want to be here. Um, mostly, you know, it's, it's a lot of... Um, curiosity um or were they you know a playful kind of vibe um sometimes i mean i i don't really know i guess you know if i ever did pick up on that kind of vibe it's it's the same way as with anybody else that needs help you know first you have to find out you know what it is that they need help for spirits always aren't always very forthcoming with that and I'm not psychic, you know, so, um, you know, you can only ask so many questions so many different ways. Um, I'm not one to tell a spirit to go to the light or anything like that. Right. So um, because I don't know where the light is, I don't know where it goes. I have too many questions about that. So I'm not <laughs> going to tell them to go anywhere. I'm just going to, you know, while I'm there with them, just say, you know, if if you need my help, you're going to have to you're going to have to help me too. I need to know what you need, right? what you're looking for. You know, it's the same with spirits of any age. I would handle it, you know, the same way. Okay. So we have super hearts down in uh, Periscope from BD Flint. Thank you very much, BD, for the super hearts down there in Periscope. She also shared it out uh, from down there, so which is fantastic. And then Tom McNicholas, $10 super chat up here on YouTube. So thank you very much, Tom. So, and he also uh, had a comment, and, and he says, Shauna is a natural mother type. And he also said before Thanks, that... Tom. <laughs> he also said before that, uh, be cool once you get your SLS camera and uh, capture them. So, did get the SLS camera in, just haven't had a chance to use it, because it arrived just after our Vandalia investigation. So... Which um, is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, it was really bad timing. So... uh that a child, I would have to connect with 
So uh, Queen, and I think it's Queen Notifa down in Periscope asks, don't some malevolent things mask as children? How do you tell the difference? I've always, I've always heard that, you know, there's always that chance to me. Um, I've never, in all of my dealings with kids here, here, here is what, here is what I would like to think. I would like to think that, um, my sixth sense or, you know, my inner, you know, my conscience, my inner, whatever it is that you call it. Um, I would like to think that that would give me a heads up. Um, you know, if you never know, you really don't know, you know, that's why I don't go out of my way to say, Hey, come home with me. Right. You know, I mean, if, if something follows me, you know, fine, you know, you can only do so much to protect yourself from something following you home. But, um, you know, it's just like, you know, you stay here, you know, we'll come to visit you, you know? So, well, I mean, it's, it's only so much you can yeah, it's only so much you could do. It's a very similar question to like what we've gotten recently here. Like our last Inside the Upside Down was on demons. Unfortunately, this this episode was supposed to be last week, and then with all the technical problems with the power supply and everything last week, we didn't have this episode. But we got a lot of comments on that particular video about, uh, you know, about demons and that, well, you know, the whole, well, ghosts are actually demons and, and that sort of thing. And so, while sure it's it's true that I don't think a demon is going to come out and say, "Hey, I'm a demon," you know, <laughs> you know, people will get you know like demon come, you know, it's always like on a spirit box or an ovelus or something like that where the word demon pops up and it's like a demon is not going to say, "I'm a demon," you know. Um, yeah, there's a there's a degree of it's going to try to trick you, it's going to try to manipulate you, and that sort of thing. So you do have to be careful, but most of these spirits that we interact with, you know, are, are you know, legitimate human spirits. And I think, you know, maybe it's just a matter of being around them, interacting with them so many times, and just the fact that, you know, people are people. So you, you, you get a feel for who you're interacting with. And, you know, as in life, there's sometimes you get duped by people and it's unfortunate and you know people kind of backstab you and that i think that happens in the spirit realm too where you know you're interacting with something and you discover eh, it wasn't what i originally thought it was but for the most part they're just people right i mean i've felt you know been in places where the energy didn't feel so great yeah. um there at the cafe for example um there was good energy and there was bad energy mm -hmm. And when the good energy was around, I didn't feel the bad energy. When the bad energy was around, the good energy was nowhere around. So, you know, if I'm able to discern between the two, I would think bad energy hangs with bad energy. Right. You know, it's just like in reality, you know, if, you know, I'm not going to hang out with some, you know, negative loser. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm going to try to avoid that as much as possible. So, you know, maybe it's the same way on the other side, too. Who knows? Yeah. Um, speaking of the cafe, since you brought it up, we do have, let me get down to our photos here, we do have Byron, in a fantastic illustration by Adam Tillery. So, you want to tell us a little bit about Byron, because while there was negative energy there at the cafe, there was also this little boy. Yeah, he was, 
kind of unexpected, really, because, you know, we knew the history of the building and we knew the history of the property before the building was on it. Um, Byron, you know, actually came before the building did. Um, and it was documented. Um, he was, uh, the, the site of the cafe was originally the site of a, a fight. Um, and Byron had climbed up into a tree on the property, um, and fell out and died. So, you know, his spirit is attached more to the property than it is to the building. And um, a lot of the interaction with him was upstairs. Um, and maybe because I don't know if, you know, everything looked the same to him or if he could actually see the building. I don't know what was, but he spent an awful lot of time upstairs. Um, but when I saw him, he was downstairs. Uh, I was also alone two and just a little bit of experimenting you know to see if he would come out if he knew that I didn't have the usual toys with me and if there was nobody else in the building with me either and you know I told him it's just you and me kid <laughs> you know it's just us. Um, so if you want you know me to see you and you don't want anybody else to see you you know now's your chance and um, it was a basically, I'm going to, you know, count to three and I'm going to step around this little, there was like, um, what we called Action Alley, because stuff always happened there. Um, it was like the main dining area, then there was Action Alley, and where Action Alley was, was this wall, and it separated the path from um, the kitchen area on the other side. And when right. I got to three and I stepped around, um that picture that was just up on the screen that was him i mean adam couldn't it, it you know i described him but if i could have taken a snapshot of byron that's it right now there's a couple of observations in the chat since you know this is adam's interpretation but you've said that adam's got it spot on so um let's see from b3 airspace byron looks like a 1950s child and Bree jones is saying that he looks sad so did he give you any indication or did you get a feeling of, you know, why he may have been sad if, if that was truly his state at that time? Um, well, let, let me, I'll address the first, the first part of that first 1950s. Byron actually was in the late 1880s. Yeah, he's got suspenders the there. Was there. Yeah, so I don't, Yeah, but it, it does look a little bit building of an was, Yeah, the, the building was um, built in 1902. Um, but I mean, I mean, I just, I'm just, I just, that's, that's what I saw, you know? I mean, yeah. I was just describing what I saw. Um, you know, I'm assuming that this, the story that we had seen, um, and heard was, I assume that was him, yeah. you know? Actually, I there, mean, is there a, was no way. I didn't notice this, but a few lines down, Robert was, Robert White said more like 1850s, so. It's no, yeah. yeah I so I don't know. Your like said, your time I mean, frame is kind of like right in between. So maybe. Yeah, he he didn't you know come out and tell me you know. I mean, right. I was just you know, and as for why he's sad, I mean, I gotta be honest. If I was a kid inside that building, 
with everything that goes on in it, mm-hmm. I'd be more than sad. I'd be scared most of the time. I mean, there's just an awful lot of energy in that building. And when I say that some of it's bad, I don't mean, you know, big scary demon bad. I mean, um, there's a lot of strict adult spirits in there and some that just aren't nice. Well, and you've said before that the spirits would interact with each other. So, and it seemed like some were repressing others. So you think he may have been repressed by some of the other spirits there? Yeah, I'm, I'm almost, I am pretty positive about that. Um, I mean, some of the stuff that I had seen and experienced in that building is stuff that you would expect to see on TV. I mean, it was just, it'd make a great movie, (laughs) you know? I mean, there was stuff, just physical, you know, interaction. There's like plot twists and just all, just backstory, just story, just all kinds of stuff going on. And I, um, I had never experienced anything like that anywhere else. You know, and I mean, all these people, you know, go to all these different places to get to as many places they can get to. I went to the same place every every night, every weekend. I didn't see a need to go anywhere else because, you know, it wasn't just the same stuff going on all the time. It was just just constant source of, you know, WTF moments and, you know, what the hell is going on here moments? Am I losing my shit moments? And... Is this really happening? Um, I mean, we're talking, you know, children should be seen and not heard type of, you know, adulting, parenting, if you want to call it, where we would leave toys, you know, for the kids. There was another little girl in there also. Um, We would leave toys and stuff, and we'd come back, and I was the only one that really went upstairs, but all of a sudden this chair materialized, (laughs) and we still do not know where that chair uh, came from. It just showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, it was just upstairs. You know, physically, I was the only one out of all of us that went in there that could go upstairs without a ladder up the side of the building. You know, so getting a chair up there would be noticed. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there was just really no way to get one up there in a little hole that you had to crawl through (laughs) to get up in there. It sounded like you had to do some uh, uh, real acrobatics to, to get up there. Yeah, my my father, thank goodness, um, helped out with that and made it a little easier. But before that, you basically had to um, get up on, stand on the back of a chair while someone held on to it so you didn't fall up on top of a sink (laughs) and crawl up through this little cubbyhole looking, you know, thing with just rafters in between you and the bottom. You know, it wasn't safe at all. You know, but um, going up the side of a building in a ladder was entirely too noticeable for me. You know, so I we had permission, obviously. Right. But I just didn't really try the ladder up the side of the building. You know, um, for the public, you know, to see it. Right. And um, anyway, this chair. When as soon as you got up into the cubbyhole, uh, you were coming into the kitchen, and the chair was sitting in the middle of a kitchen floor. And it was facing the cubby hole, and the toys that we had left were sitting there in a pile, which is not how I put them there. Of course. And it was like, it was almost like, um, like it almost looked like the setup for like a punishment. You oh. know, like you got these toys from this, you know, woman 
but you know, you're not supposed to talk to her or play with her, so here's the toys, but you have to sit here and look at them and not touch them. And then we got an EVP from this really mean sounding woman that says, I own the doll. And it just snowballed from there for me because I, you know, took up for those kids all the time. And I honestly sometimes did feel like I had lost my mind because, you know, um, I, you know, thought to myself, am I getting them in more trouble, you know, by doing this? And is the situation one where, you know, they're actually physically getting in trouble? You know, I mean, we had heard EVPs of where it sounded like someone being smacked and then children crying. And I'm telling you what, if there was a way to beat a spirit's ass, that would have been, <laughs> that would have been the time. I mean, I literally would have put the smack down on somebody right. for that. Now, but it was just... we have a bunch of uh, questions piling up in the chat, but there is one that is specific to uh, this particular uh, conversation uh, about this location. Uh, from Sean Oldsmith, one of our friends down there in Australia, have you ever seen the toys being played with? Um, we've I've heard some of the toys being played with. Um, there were some really old toys there, um, like vintage, if you will. I mean, like it was a consignment store and an antique store, so right. some of the stuff in there was pretty old like old toys. Um, but there was this one little wooden cat and it was on wheels. And whenever you moved it, the wheels would squeak, you know? So we would make sure that one was out in the open a lot. If you heard some squeaking upstairs, you know, you knew what that was. Right. And so, you know, we had put it in a room and we heard it, uh, heard the squeaking noise quite a bit. And I'm like, well, that's the cat, you know? So I'll pop up in there and see what's going on. And I got to be honest, that cat was facing me right in the cubby hole when I popped <laughs> my head up in there scared the crap out of me it's creepy looking cat too it was wooden and it was just it was creepy um there were other things you know that happened that since we didn't have you know cameras to document stuff at the time um we didn't really use it as evidence because you know for all the public would know if we did offer it up as evidence uh oh you guys totally did that because you know you weren't catching it in real time so you know there was a lot of stuff we just um, you know, we've heard more than we've seen, which was one of the questions that, you know, had popped up, you know, in my mind, um, where you could hear toys being played with while you mm -hmm. were looking at them, but then couldn't see them move, but it sounded like they were being played with. So were they really, because sometimes you, step gets, were they getting moved on a different plane of existence, maybe? Yeah, so, you know, but I've seen stuff move, and I've seen stuff mm -hmm. happen on this plane of existence, so I guess the conditions just have to be favorable, or maybe, yeah. you know, I, I have no idea, but, but there's been a few times where I've heard stuff going on in real time, I just couldn't see it. Right, interesting. So, from Judy Wilson, also concerning this location, this is only our first one so far, uh, this is about Byron specifically, so, is he aware that he has passed? I've never asked him, you know, um, I mean, he looks young enough that here, here's, let, let me back up a little it's, bit. It's not something we it. usually, it's not uh, something we ask, but you know, sometimes they let you know that they have. Let me, let me, let me, uh, my friend Tanya, I don't know if she's watching or not. She knows we have a show 
Um, and she's, she is very much psychic. Um, and we took her into the building and we were giving her the walk through. She didn't know any of the history and we made sure of that. She didn't know, you know, we didn't really make a lot of it public. You know, some of the stuff was public knowledge, but not the earlier stuff that we really had to dig for. Um, and it was so, I mean, I get goosebumps just thinking about it because we have an EVP of it. Um, I know that he knows that he fell out of that tree. I don't know if he knows if he died. Okay. Because we captured an EVP. Uh, you'll hear her um, on the audio. She was looking, we were pointing out stuff in the back of the room. We hadn't quite pointed upstairs yet, but all of a sudden she was looking around. She looked up. She was like, oh, my God, there's a boy up there. And she took off running and hopped up on that counter um, in the kitchen. And you hear this little child's voice say, I'm falling. Oh, well, which would so tie right into the tree that used to be there since he fell out of the tree. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, so I know he knows he fell. So he knows he fell, but he may not know that he's passed. Right. I don't know. Okay. It's really sad. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I know you've had a connection with him. I understand. I haven't seen him for like four years, you know? Yeah. Well, you haven't been able to get back in there to visit. No, but I would like to. So, Jeannie, if you're watching this, let Shauna back in, please. Yeah, he was he was my first. He wasn't my first child that I interacted with, um, but he was the first one that I had like a really solid connection with. Yeah. So, um, a couple other, that's <laughs> yeah, okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, we have a couple of, uh, general questions. So, uh, from Pungai Fungi, and maybe this will <laughs> bring you back. I'm sorry, my love. <laughs> it's okay though. Uh, do kids maintain their child mentality? Do their mind never mature? So, um, it seems to me that they retain their childness. If they've passed as a child, they retain their childness um, as in, in spirit form. Yeah, I, th I think so because, um, I mean, I also think that, I've also kind of heard that spirits age too. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've never witnessed it. Um, but I've heard others talk about it. Um, and if they age, then, you know, do their minds age too? All I know is that the kids that I've interacted with, um, for as long as I've interacted with them, um, they've just always been the same to me. Well, something that's interesting that, that I've heard of is that, okay, if it seems like if, you know, the, the child passed, you know, as a child, and they're already aware of themselves and gotten to like, you know, at least some certain age. 
and they uh, passed as a child and they basically stayed as a child spirit but like a like a, a twin that passed away you know as a baby maybe they they passed you know as they were being born or just after being born or what have you stuck has stuck around as a spirit and actually aged along with their living twin which is really kind of interesting and so then you know as they you know, as the living twin matured so did this spirit and i've heard of like twins being haunted by their twin that passed you know in the in the womb or just after being born so um i find that very interesting so very different though um all right so from don spooky spectacular have you ever been touched by a child spirit a lot um yeah they kind of reach out to you a lot so yeah yeah i've had the usual just you know i felt them like tug on my hand grab my hand grab my arm um i kind of um And when I was living in Alton, Illinois, where Mineral Springs is, um, I lived there for probably five years, something like that. Um, and then my very first child spirit was a little girl. And I've actually um, felt her, um, you know, sit next to me uh, when I was reading her stories. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've felt her, um, I've, op I've asked for, you know, hugs before, you know, from kids, um, you know, and only one time uh, from her did I really feel something that might, you know, resemble that. And I kind of initially, you know, in my own mind blew it off because I had just asked for one. So was my body tricking me into thinking that I had just gotten one, mm -hmm. you know, so I second guessed stuff like that. Um, you know, had I not asked for it and then felt it, you know, I probably would have, you know, believed in it a little more. Um, I, did I, did I want it to be true? Yes. You know, because how cool would that be? You sure. Know? Um, but yeah, I, I get, you know, I've had, you know, um, during interactions with what I knew were children, um, have had my hair, you know, played with, um, and yeah the and genie actually i would love to have her as a guest on this show <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to get her on um because we have a really loud clear um she's allowed mama. to get on if we get into the cafe all right <laughs> um someone had was standing right next to her not only was the mama heard out loud but we had also captured it on evp and and um I mean, you know, she was there, you know, for that one. And so I, you know, as long as those kids aren't alone in that building and there's at least somebody, you know, there that, you know, they trust or that they feel comfortable around, um, you know, it, and it was more of that, too. A lot of the reason why I spent a lot of time in that building, not just from a paranormal standpoint, but just because, you know, I felt so... Uh, concerned, you know, for those kids. And then right. um, as long as I stayed in Kansas, once I left uh, the city completely, 
um, visitation, you know, from Byron or whoever else followed me home stopped, you know, so I kind of felt like, um, I kind of felt like I abandoned him, you know, there'd be times when I would leave for a weekend and I'd be like, you know, you, you gotta, you can't stay here without somebody, you gotta go, mm-hmm. you know. Um, right, so he would follow you <laughs> home at times. Yeah, he, he, he came to visit a lot and uh, Rita was there for some of it. Um, she'd be a good one too because uh, her and I had a lot of shared experiences in there. Very cool. So let's move we on to... Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got to have definitely have an episode. Where you guys talk about the, uh, the cafe for quite a while. So, and I'm still would want to get in there. <laughs> um, let's I'm move, trying. I know. I know. Let's move on to another location though. So, um, all right. So now this is you at Vandalia in the room where, uh, We've witnessed the, uh, well, you've witnessed the little boy. And for those that aren't familiar with what the Vandalia location is, that is where we went live the other, what was it, about a week and a half ago? Yeah. Um, something like that. And uh, so that's the historic building there in Vandalia. But this is the room in which you have uh, experienced the, the little boy that's there. So you want to talk a little bit about him? Because we have, and I'll throw up these other ones. There was an interesting moment in which, um, you know, we were sitting down there. And this is blurry, I know. But you felt him in that corner. And as you were reaching out your hand like that, I could see this, like, mist. It was like a shadow, uh, but misty. And it was over your hand. And I, I don't know if this really picked it up very well at all. Some people have said that they've seen it viewing the video. I didn't really view in the video, but... Um, and that's another angle of it with the UV light. But, um, yeah, so you were feeling him in that corner. I thought I was seeing this uh, shadow over your hands. But uh, overall, you know, this is this is that room, and there's a boy in there. And I know that you were interacting with, you've interacted with him a few times now. Yeah, he, my first time in that building, um, you know, like I said, the the first floor, you know, didn't really feel too much. But as soon as we got up um, to that second floor, well, I guess would be, what, the third floor? Yeah, it's the third Um, floor, yeah. We usually, we refer to it the second floor because it's like the second floor of the building that's not used but it's really the third floor so if you look at the building um it's going to be that top one with the glowing window the glowing window is a different room uh, but it's going to be down the hallway from there yeah i didn't see him see him um not like the way i would see not like you. not like byron uh, not like byron no. yeah, not like byron i i didn't i didn't see him that way um, you know, just the, there was this really solid, you know, connection though, uh, there. And, you know, I could feel child energy in there. I could also feel adult energy too. And like I said, you know, I, um, sometimes it's just adult energy, child energy. Sometimes I can tell, you know, if it's male or female, but you know, for this one was just child energy, um, then, you know, 
was kind of interactive, you know, like a child, you know, too. There were times when I'd be, you know, I'd feel like um, he would come out of that room. Um, but I think he mostly just stuck to that room. I was drawn to that room more than, you know, any of the other ones. Um, and then that night when we were leaving, uh, I, I didn't want to leave. You know, I, I would have stayed there. You know, I would have slept in that room. And, when, and that doesn't happen for me right. often, you know. Um, but I would have stayed there. And I didn't want to leave and um, I could, you know, see a shadow, you know, moving around, you know, back there, um, you know, as I was saying goodbye. And, you know, I, and I said, you know, I'd come back and, but uh, instead of waiting for me to come back, um, it was, it was, um, it, uh, to describe it, you know, it kind of almost felt like, um, someone, you know, knocking, you know, on, on the door, you know, inside your mind and being like, hello, you know, I'm here. Let's, let's play. Let's talk. Right. You know? And it was, it would almost felt like being in kind of a meditative state, which I, I had, when I had talked about before, I said, I am so glad I wasn't driving <laughs> and so glad, you know, I wasn't at work or was I was, I was alone, you know, when it happened the first time and it was, and I was, you know, mentally, at least my mind immediately um, could see that room. And this time um, I could actually see him. Like I said, I could describe him in the same kind of detail as I could describe Byron. And Adam could probably draw him. Um, but every time I interact with him, um, whether like that or whether in dreams or whatever, his lips move, but no sound comes out. I can't hear him. I've heard Byron's voice mm -hmm. on audio. Um, well, what's interesting with with this one is that we've gone live from there twice, and it seems like during those live investigations, because we have, you know, psychics that have you know been in there with us uh, during those investigations. Um, I know Bree Jones has commented on uh, this boy a couple of times. Vanessa has, and so there's some there's some different variables that are thrown in the mix. That, you know, we, like the last time we tried to confirm, like somebody said, and I can't remember who it was, somebody tried to throw out there that he was German, you know, so we we tossed that stuff out there. Somebody said his name was Charlie, we've tossed that out there. Um, any, you know, because he seems to connect with you a lot more, so any indication at all about those facts or just, just you know, general child spirit and you can't actually hear his voice? Yeah, I, I, all I know is that he's, you know, a child and he is in definite need of a haircut. <laughs> <I think laughs> he's in need of a haircut. Just okay. uneven, you know, haircut. Um, but I, I don't know his story. I mean, you know, I feel, I feel like he's, I wouldn't say overly, you know, sad. Um, but there's sometimes that I can feel some frustration, um, maybe because, you know, I can't tell what he's saying. Um, you know, I'm German. I mean, you can't get any more <laughs> German than me. You know, uh, I took it in college because it was part of my major and I didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. um, it, but, you know, I know how to count and I know how long <laughs> goodbye. That's about it. You know, Sean Old Smith is saying next time take clippers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, 
you know, and then too, you know, we have documentation of at least a family that lived there, but he does not fit at least what I'm seeing any of those ages at all. Yeah. So, you um, know, but it was also a hotel. Um, right. And people say that was also a brothel at some point. So, and you know, <laughs> you like to think he wasn't connected to that aspect of, but you never know, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of different things. You know, you're talking about a building that's been there for what, over a hundred years. You know, it was a bank at times, drugstore at times at, you know, the, the upstairs, like you said, at times was used as a hotel. And so you just don't know where it's going to come into play. And it's different than the child that's downstairs. Uh, the child that's downstairs seems to be connected with the family that had actually lived there and used the the bottom part uh, they had the storefront but then they used part of the bottom there as a as a living quarters as well so you know you have multiple children in the same location but different yeah I, I don't feel a connection between um, those two at all I haven't listened to the audio from being alone in that room with him yeah. yet either um, by the time I get home at night, mm -hmm. you know, I'm exhausted. Oh, yeah, we and got we got back at four in the morning that last time we were there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I have not listened, you know, to that audio yet, and I don't know if you have either, but because um, no. your recorder was next Yeah, to I had your recorder in there, or my recorder in there with you as well, yeah. You know, but, but he was, um, there was definitely some interaction, you know, going on, and... You know, I, you know, face the wall, I face the corner, you know, that I feel I'm in sometimes. Mm -hmm. And there's other times I'll turn away and tell him, you know, if he um, doesn't want me, you know, turned around looking at him, you know, I'll turn around. But every once in a while, you know, reach out and let me know he's there. Um, you know, and if he just wants to just hang out, you know, but I ask him questions and stuff and tell him, you know, I'd like it if he could answer me, if he's allowed to. And if not, if he just wants to spend time together, then... You know, there you go. Let me know he's there. You know, so. Yeah. So Sherry Wilmont says, "I glad I found you here. Periscope is glitchy. Well, <laughs> we tried to simulcast to give all the uh, options available. Uh, we also simulcast on uh, Beyond the Light Network for Edge of the Rabbit Hole, uh, which is uh, aired on Spreaker. Um, so it, it, I forgot to mention that the first time for the first show. So that's why I'm mentioning it now. Um, Okay, so we have a couple other questions here. Figure we'll hit on um, some of these. So as we kind of go in between some of the different stories of uh, experiences you've had with child spirits. So from Robert White, uh, and this is a kind of a general spirit question, not necessarily children, but do spirits that were blind in life remain blind after passing? Because that would be hard to find the light. So, um, I mean, they don't have a physical body anymore. So I believe that they're able to see after passing, just kind of like the deaf or then able to hear after passing. Because that's a it's a it's a physical, you know, trait, a physical quality that's a part of the body. And when you no longer have a body, that should no longer be an issue. So would you agree with that, Shauna? I hope so. <laughs> I would hate to think that anybody that had any type of disability that suffered in this reality would continue on with that in the next one. You know, so I'm going to say that, you know, no, they're no longer blind just because it makes me feel better to, to think that. And I hope it's true. Um, 
I've never really known anybody personally that was blind. So, you know, I can't really, I can't really say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, from Dawn, Spooky Spectacular, is a child's energy different than an adult's? It is to me. I mean, it, it, like I said, it feels different. Um, you know, after a while, you know, once I get used to the energy, whenever I first go into a place, um, it all gives me that same buzz. But um, a child spirit that I'm really connected with um, will still give me the butterflies, you know, in my stomach so I can I can tell that they're in the room. Um, adults, you know, there's been some adults that I've been connected to, um, like on the boat, for example. Yeah. Um, and then the energy, you know, in that instance was just, just really strong, you know, and I could tell that it was strong, it was male, it was, you know, I could definitely, definitely tell. Um, we had even gotten, um, an EVP, uh, of a child saying, um, mommy on the boat too. And, but not one time did I feel a kid. Yeah, that's kind of really interesting. I remember you telling me that, but. Yeah, I know. I never experienced a child on the boat. It was always I mean, adults. you know, we there were living quarters, you know, on the boat upstairs, and anybody that you know had a kid um, would have stayed there. You know, I have no idea. There's no documentation of anybody or a child, you know, passing away, you know, dying on the boat. So I, I have no idea. Yeah, I think but, the closest would have been Annie, and she would have been considered a young woman, yeah. not a child. So, um, From Samuel Hall, is it possible that spirits live through the memories imprinted on the buildings they haunt? So I think that's certainly possible. You know, if they... You know, there, I mean, that's a, it's an interesting question, because there's a lot of different ways that I think that spirits interact with us or are experiencing the afterlife per se that it seems that sometimes they are uh they're aware of us and sometimes it seems to be in their setting and sometimes it seems that they're aware of our setting so it's and that's one of the things that we're trying to figure out with the paranormal is why you have these different scenarios like that um shauna i know you've kind of experienced both sides as well yeah, I mean, I, I know that they can interact, you know, with stuff that we have going on in our reality because uh, one night in the cafe we were reading the book uh, Wicked, which really wasn't all that appropriate. We were talking about it and kind of steering clear of the not-so-appropriate, you know, parts, but we were talking about, read a little bit of it and decided, you know, it's like, well, this is actually about, you know, similar to this show the wizard of oz you know and we started talking more about that put the book down and started talking more about the movie which was more appropriate and we started talking about dorothy and her glittery shoes you know and then on audio you hear you know a kid laugh and repeat the word shoes you know back at us and um you know there we've you know captured you know a lot of relevant, you know, EVPs to stuff that's going on right then, not just from kids, but, you know, from adults too. Right. Um, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot, 
Like there's still hours of hidden um, lost, you know, EVPs that hasn't even been listened to four years later. I mean, there was just so much. We were in that building so often, mm-hmm. you know, and then we just couldn't keep up, you know, and then life, you know, gets in the way and you get busy oh, sure. and you need a person, you know, you need your own person that does just that. That's just the job. <laughs> Here's some money. This is what we need you to do, you know. There you go. But that's all you do. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but then there's other times where I've, you know, they've said things that we were just like, what? <laughs> you know, um, that it was not relevant to anything or anybody, you know, it almost just some random word, like, like a ghost app would throw out and you're like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Oh, wait, it's an app. It's not relevant, but it's like that, you know, sometimes, um, it's like, I have no idea what that is, you know, WTF file until further <laughs> notice, right. you know, that's where that stuff went. So, so from April M. Wimigwans, I hope I'm saying that right. I always thought a child ghost meant demonic. Have you ever encountered a demonic entity to pretending to be a child spirit? I have not. I haven't actually encountered in... You know, I, I mention, have to mention this a lot lately in being involved with the paranormal over 25 years now. I have not encountered a demonic. Shauna? I've encountered mean yeah. spirits, but adults can be mean. Doesn't mean they're demons. You know, um, I think that you will discover that when you're watching the TV shows that talk about that all the time, that if you remember that it's for entertainment purposes only and just TV you'll discover that not everything is a demon. Yeah, I mean... I couldn't be more curious about that. Yeah, it's it's what sells now. So any of these, you know, we had the whole episode on demons uh, last time with Inside the Upside Down. So, you know, all the movies now, you know, it you will know, have a great ghost story going on, but then it has to turn out to be a demon. Why? Because demons sell. So that's where a lot of the television shows have gone now is everything has to amp up to be a demon because demons sell. So, um, like I said, um, in yeah. another show, the closest thing, you know, that I've come is an EVP uh, from a spirit saying, I own that soul. Yeah. And, did and, anything that happen? No. Yeah. And, and for me, it was, you know, the, uh, the episode that we did for The Haunted caught the EVP die in the middle of, you know, the girl getting punched in the gut. You know, and we were pushing out what we knew to be a malevolent spirit, not demonic, malevolent, yeah, uh, had once been human, you know, but it's one of those, if you're a human, or if you're an asshole as a human, then you're probably an asshole as a ghost, so, um, yeah, so that's, that is that, all right, so, I, I'm sure we're going to talk about this many more times. <laughs> Because I know there's, there's still, there's still even on that uh, demon video, there's still some uh, questions that are out there and comments that are out there on that video that I have to go back and address because it it keeps coming up about, you know, well I thought they're all demonic and you know, and then of course you get the whole well, the Bible says this, so no they're not all demons, so all right let's move on to. Uh, the Manelis. Or I guess you said it's Manelis now, but I mean, I'm sorry, I'm stuck on Manelli because that's the way it looks. <laughs> 
So this is one where it was very interesting because we were there, you know, doing one of our cemetery crawls. And I'm just going by with the video camera and I noticed this setup with the 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 gravestones so that you, know, you had the mother and father in the middle, it's a family plot. Mother and father in the middle, on the one side were the three boys, on the other side were the two girls, but all three of the boys died in childhood while the two girls lived on to you know grew up and lived on to have full lives and you seem to have connected with at least one of the boys here and then there's always this spot that you step in over there where you start getting that buzz so yeah what's going on here it's it's kind of weird you know i'm there's activity in cemeteries you know do i do we think that you know people hang around their remains uh i don't think that they come specifically to hang out with their remains but i think that they come to hang out with the people that visit cemeteries um including family um now this particular family their place of residence was just right up the road right you know so this would have been you know just within walking distance for them um and then there's this one spot. Uh, let's see. I guess it would be um, not the one to. It would be the one to, to the viewers, right? Um, where a ghosty is at. And there's a spot, not on the side of the ground where I'm sitting, but on the opposite side. Whenever you, whenever I step into a certain spot. Um, and there's like an, an indentation in the ground, but I have to be coming at it from that angle and I have to hit it with my right foot. And as soon as I do, um, it is just like this supercharged, you know, energy. If I come at it with my left foot, if I step over onto it from the other side, if I come at it from the other direction, it is not the same thing. It is only just that one spot coming at it a certain way with a certain foot it is the weirdest thing that i have ever experienced in my life and i have no idea what it means or why it's happening but it happens every time right yeah it's just really strange <clears throat> and you've had me do that too and i don't feel it as much as you but i do feel a, a little bit when when i come at it from that specific angle it's it's definitely very very strange it's so. it's weird. Um, and then one night, you know, I was feeling just super drawn to the cemetery. You know, I was feeling someone trying to reach out, couldn't tell um, where it was coming from. I could tell like it wasn't right in the building with me in, in the house, but I could tell that it was I was going to have to travel to get there. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden it just, you know, became kind of clear, you know, who it was. Um, but it was at night, you know, and I would have been out there, you know, alone. And I typically only during the day would go to a cemetery by myself. Um, the energy there, I, I don't really like being anywhere that I investigate alone. You know, to me, it's just too overwhelming. I either block it all out or I can't block any of it out. I can't just let some of it in. It just feels like, you know, I'm not the type of person to get anxiety or anything like that. But there's just sometimes where it's just like, oh, my God, everybody just back off, you know. And um, it gets like that, you know, when I'm by myself, you know. But the urge to go there was so strong. And, um, 
you know, and I did end up going out there, you know, during the daytime, but, and I could just feel just like, you know, and I knew mm-hmm. who it was, you know, I could tell, I could feel the, the same energy. Um, but I couldn't see him. You know? What did you say? One uh, of the boys visited you at home? Yeah. I mean, I could, I could feel, you know, like who it was. I could tell, you know, where it was coming from, you know, but I couldn't really, I couldn't really see, you know? So, I mean, you know, I could kind of, in my mind's eye, kind of, you know, maybe pick out some, you know, potential, you know, characteristics, but I couldn't really, um, I could see, sense, feel, whatever you want to call it, um, that he had, you know, didn't have black hair, but had like a little lighter colored hair, brown, you know, possibly. Um, but, you know, that that was about it, lighter colored eyes, but I couldn't really, you know, pick out any of the other features and I couldn't tell, you know, why he was being so persistent. Um, you know, and I knew, you know, and after going to sleep that night, you know, I was a hundred percent positive. That's who I was dealing with. Yeah. Uh, so sleep with a, a lapis under your pillow. <laughs> there you <laughs> that, go. That helped a lot. Um, there is one other I want to talk about. I forgot to toss it up here. And then we got a couple other questions we'll get to. We're actually starting getting close to our hour mark, and some people have been signing off. I know as we get closer to midnight here in the East, then some people start to fall off. I completely understand that, but we are the technically the edge of the rabbit hole after hours show. So you know, your after hours you go a little longer. And I I forgot to load it up here because you know it was just one of those days, and I'm still recovering, so my brain isn't still entirely with me. Uh, but let me try to find it here. And that is um, from the Campsville grade school. Basically, that uh, that shadow that we captured, and it was about the about the height of a ten year old child. Uh, we went out there and we tested it, and it seemed to be very playful, kind of always trying to separate us and. Um, you know, kind of doing that sort of thing where, you know, it had us kind of running around back and forth uh, around the school. And here we go. So there is our short shadow person about the height of what we called a 10-year-old. So um, now I know that different things happen in the, in the gym here where you were feeling a number of different things. And we caught EVPs at the same time that you were kind of getting poked and prodded and then like I said it was kind of playing with us where it would separate us and had us going back and forth throughout the school and then the one time that we were sitting there and we would hear it walk in the gym and the one time we were sitting there in the bleachers we caught on video this this is a screen cap but we actually saw it walking in the video so you want to talk a little bit about this and we don't have a lot of details of this particular child but at least a little bit about uh, you know what you were kind of sensing and feeling at the time with this one yeah, that, that one, you know, I never really had any good feelings uh, back there at that area of the building. Um, you know, which usually for uh, involving a child is kind of odd for me because I don't usually feel, you know, too uncomfortable around kids. Uh, there was also obviously adult energy back there too. Um, but 
the child, you know, seemed to spend a lot of time in the gym. Um, I felt it in there a lot. Um, when we did the height comparison to go stand, um, you know, come up about chest high on me. And I mean, it's just it was playful, but not like young, like little, like toddler playful. You know, it was kind of like, um, kind of like, oh, you know, hey, I'm over here. Oh, now I'm over here. You know, come over here. Uh, kind of the back and forth deal. Um, I went to school there from in the 80s, uh, all the way from, you know, first grade uh, to graduating there in the eighth grade. Right. And the whole time that I was there, um, I, you know, anytime we'd have tornado drills or anything like that, we would all go near that, that area. <laughs> and sometimes we'll go down those stairs. And, you know, basements to me are creepy anyway. You know, and I didn't... <laughs> I didn't have anything going on with paranormal. Anytime then. we ever went down that basement, you wanted to get out of there so quick. You're like, okay, we're down here. I don't know why you would want to be down here. Let's go. Yeah, the only <laughs> time that I was not super, you know, excited to just get in, get out, be done with it was when I went in there with um, Tammy and Tanya Hain, the twins that I went to school with. Yeah. We went to school there together um, on our very last day in there to explore it before, you know, the owners had to give up the keys. Um, and I bet we were down in that basement for 30 minutes <laughs> and nice, you know, I never had the back. I never had my back, you know, to, you know, I, I was never the last one in the room, but, uh, the whole time, you know, we were there, you know, and stuff was going on. I mean, we could hear stuff going on, you know, outside at the basement and, but, I mean, that, that was the only time where I didn't really feel too terribly uncomfortable down there. And um, I don't know why. You know, maybe the energy was just, you know, different that day. Um, yeah. Zippy is asking, was that the school where you caught the child entity in the doorway? Um, I guess, you know, I had... It was. It was it's Campsville Grade School. So that was... As we were looking down the stairs, and Shana was kind of describing the stairs going down, and we basically deduced that the one time that we were down there, and you know, Shana's asking the spirits, I don't know why you want to hang out down the basement, let's go. <laughs> um, as we were walking out, I mentioned to Shana, I was like, you know, anytime we come down to the basement, something's going on, but we hear all this activity coming up from the stairs, so maybe it's just on the stairs itself. And so Shauna suggested, well, let's set up a camera at the top of the stairs looking down and see if we capture anything. So, okay. So we did that. And it was, what we caught was the apparition of, you know, of a woman, arms folded. Um, you could see the hair, the dress, you know, the whole thing. And a lot of other people have since said, and I have a hard time seeing it, but other people have seen it, um, is a child in that doorway kind of back behind that woman, kind of peering through. So, yeah, it's it's that one. I just have a hard time seeing the child in that. I feel like there was nothing documented, and I don't remember anything of anyone, any deaths of children in that school, at least not while I was in it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've asked, you know, different 
you know, people, um, if they knew of anyone. I almost feel like um, whoever is there might be attached to the property of whatever, maybe the school that was there previously. Um, I mean, you, I don't, it doesn't explain the footsteps on the second uh, floor. <laughs> the second floor that doesn't exist, right? <laughs> yeah, which are obviously residual. I mean, you know, there's no second floor, so it has to be. Um, I would think so. I I have no idea, and I'm hoping that the archaeology department doesn't hang on to the building forever and ever because as soon as they um, let go of it, I'm getting back in. Oh there. yeah, yeah, definitely want to get back in there once they've let go of that. That's uh, that was a great place to investigate. We got a lot of we got a lot of activity there, and just it's very mysterious to me and. I think that's one of the things I really enjoyed about it was uh, looking into all of that history. We were going to the old land plaza and trying to figure out, you know, was there another building right where this uh, specific school had been? And of course, the archaeological dig had been was there from way back in the day, and they built a school right on top of it, and all of this stuff associated with it. So I really enjoyed just us. I remember you and I were up one night course you're out in illinois i'm in ohio and we're just on the phone for like hours and hours and hours one night you know it was just researching and <laughs> it was 4 30 in the morning when we finally got finished up that was yeah that's great memories right there so um all right a couple other questions that we have here more uh in general so from this is from madeline wyman do you ever get scared while ghost hunting? Yes. I will be the first one to admit that, yes, I do. And um, sometimes and sometimes I wonder, you know, where the fear comes from. Um, because I, you know, I'm not scared of, I'm not scared of uh, spirits that I, that I'm familiar with. Um, but the places that we go there's so much other energy there too. Um, there's been times where I've just felt just so uncomfortable, you know, and that I had to leave a room, leave the building. Um, the night that, you know, in the cafe that the furniture was thrown around and stuff was that scary. That's, that's where you get physically harmed. Yeah. Um, that was, that was the game changer for me, um, which put me more on my on my guard than yeah once they throw bookcases at you i mean you just got you can't stand there and be like i'm gonna take it i mean come on yeah i mean <laughs> you know and we didn't even you know it's not like we were being uh rude or you know confrontational or you know anything like that although i will say that if there was any building that i would do that in um at least two of the spirits in there um, didn't get what they really deserved in life. I think they didn't deserve any respect, you know, in the afterlife. And they continued on being assholes. Yeah. I will say that for sure. So um, I've experienced it myself. I've seen others experience it and just, um, you know, I give respect, you know, if I'm respected. You know, respect is something, you know, that not everybody deserves. So you're disrespectful to me i'm going to be disrespectful to you 
you know, that everything w was gone. They said they weren't having any, you know, experiences, and they invited us back, and, you know, we just went around. There wasn't anything going on, but, you know, in those five or six times that we had investigated um, before we actually filmed the episode, you know, it, yeah, there was stuff going on. I saw that big, you know, black mist in the room, you know, and then, of course, when we did the cleansing, you know, she's doubling over in pain. I didn't know until afterward I got the die AVP, but, you know, we got the back door that kept blowing open. We close and blow back open, and it's like, I wasn't scared during any of that. It was just like, wow, this is like some crazy shit going on, you know? And it was more interesting, like when I saw the black mist in the room, you know, I wasn't scared of it. I was just like standing there like, well, what the hell's that? And I'm like holding up the camera, you know, trying to click and take a picture of it. Um, you know, that sort of thing. So and we're all different. You know, I'm not saying I'm, you know, big tough guy because I haven't gotten scared, you know. It just it just is what it is. People react differently to things. And like you with the cafe, you know, and a bookcase is getting thrown around. I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm probably not going to stand there and just say like I'm going to take it, throw the bookcase at me. That would be ridiculous. So if shit's flying around and you know you could physically get hurt because something's throwing some uh, you know some objects around, yeah, I'm probably going to get out of there. You know. So um So, hey, does Mike know the feed stopped? What do you mean it stopped? Because I'm, I'm seeing everything. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. There could have been a, uh, a YouTube glitch. So, um, from Sean Oldsmith, has anyone has any spirits ever followed you home? I think we kind of addressed that before, where stuff has followed you home, like Byron followed you home and, and things like that. Yeah, so, Byron followed me home a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, if, if it stopped on your end, it's probably there in the replay. So, oh, shit. Actually, it stopped for a while because now it says time elapsed two minutes. So it picked back up. I don't know. YouTube glitch. It crapped out. Well, damn. All right, I don't know what to say about that. So, all right, I may have to do some post-YouTube magic and combine two videos together. I think they have that option now where you can do that. I just don't know where it would have died. Well, let's go ahead and... Because it's about that time anyway. Yeah, B3 Airspace is saying we lost you guys for about two or three minutes. I don't know, because I was talking at the camera. When I start talking, I'm at the I'm looking at the camera. I'm not looking down here. So, um, so let's go ahead and wrap it up. We'll do the shoutouts and and all that stuff. Um, all right. So let's see what we have. So super chat superstar Tom McNicholas. Thank you, Tom. We really do appreciate that. Yeah, it looks like at 12:06 a.m. it crapped out seen the the little bar graph down there because it's right next to the super chat window well damn what are you doing to us youtube <laughs> or maybe hey shaman you know what we should blame it on we should blame it frontier. on frontier frontier fucking frontier all right so thank you tom 
um, Beat 3 Airspace. So our deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons. So uh, Tom McNicholas, Grizz, Beat 3 Airspace, um, Zippy Davis, BD Flint, Pamela Queen, and a new one, Don Francisco. Thank you very much. Uh, Chipper Terry, thank you for joining us tonight. Zippy Davis, thank you. Sean Oldsmith, uh, Tracy Christian, thank you very much. Sherry Willimon, thank you as well. Pungai Fungai, thanks again. <laughs> At B3 Airspace says, Frontier, where no one has ever gone before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Rainey, thank you very much. Uh, April Wimigwans, I really hope I'm saying that right, says, Love the show. Thank you very much. Uh, there's Dawn, Spooky Spectacular. Robert White, also from Australia. Robert and Sean are two Aussies in here. Love it. Uh, Susan Sack, thank you very much. Um, I'm going to scroll up a little bit because I just watching it pop down. So uh, Samuel Hall, thank you for the questions tonight. It was a good one. Uh, Greg Rinkin, thank you all of you for the questions tonight. There were some good questions in here. Greg Rinkin. Uh, there's Judy Wilson, thank you very much. Um... Uh, I think I said Chipper Terry earlier. Deborah Watford, tuning in from the UK, waking up early. I appreciate that. Uh, there's a Zippy. Thank you, Zippy Davis. There's Donna Gorton, of course, our Cheshire cat, helping out there with the chat. Really appreciate you shooting me all the questions. Uh, Grace Scythe, thank you um, for joining us tonight. Sherry Willimon, thank you for popping over from Periscope to join in. Um, who else do we have? Um, I think I got everybody up here. I know some people cut out earlier, like uh, like Linda Miller and Tammy Heisman had to go. So um, I think Candy Orton also had to take off. So uh, there's Anita Ackerman. Thank you very much, Anita. Uh, Madeline Wyman, thank you for the questions this evening. And who else do we have? Let me scroll down. Get up there, uh, Dan Granada. Thank you very much. And there's Katie Palmer. Thank you, Katie. Here's Susan Sack. Thank you, Susan. And if there's anybody else, hurry up and get it in, and I will give you the shout out. So, all right. Well, again, thank you guys very much for joining us tonight. Um, I have a Mike's Morning Mug video that'll be coming up here pretty soon, and of course, a uh, we didn't have one this past week because I had <laughs> just gotten out of surgery, so uh, there will be a Friday Night Ghost Frights coming up this week, so that is returning. Also, get in your story submissions for the New Encounters book. We are taking those now. Um, you can shoot them to us. Uh, you can email us at hauntedhauntedroadmedia.com or through any of our social media. Just connect with us, and we are taking those submissions now. And, of course, we just had our 6,000 uh, subscriber goal hit. And we have the giveaway going on for that right now. So we'll do that for the next week. So just go ahead, share stuff out, um, send us your screenshots, and whoever has the most, we will make the winner. We'll announce that next week. And, of course, that is T-shirt, ghosty, book. So looking forward to uh, what you guys are doing out there. So, all right, that's going to be it. Shauna? As always, my love. Have more. I don't know what we're doing next week yet. <laughs> or who's our guest? Uh, let me let me think. Who's our guest for Edge of the Rabbit Hole? Guest is going to be uh, Ohio Paranormal Syndicate. 
So they're the ones that I was there uh, with uh, Mad- at the Madison Seminary. So they are next week, and I don't know what we're doing for Inside the Upside Down yet. So, um, all right, that's it. So you guys have a great night. Till next time. Thank you. Pat.